0: The $100 MBA Show, the business podcast that serves up business breakthroughs every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today is a guest teacher episode. Today we have crowdfunding expert, Clay Bear to teach you how to avoid the five most common crowdfunding mistakes. If you're looking to start a business, start a project, launch a new event, crowdfunding may be your answer. It's a great way to validate a business idea. See who's willing to pay for something and how much. It also gives you a financial kickstart to get your business or your idea going. But crowdfunding is not as easy as it may seem. Some people think you just put up a campaign and the rest is a piece of cake. And that's how people fail when it comes to crowdfunding. That's why we have Clay A. Bear here today to teach you how to avoid the five most common mistakes when it comes to crowdfunding and how to make sure your campaign is a success. Let's get into it, guys. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is simply the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and an incredible 24-7 customer support. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code MBA at checkout and get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Today's guest teacher, Clay Bear is the founder of crowdfundinghacks.com. He's helped over 140 entrepreneurs and creatives raise over $40 million in crowdfunding. He's helped launch crowdfunding campaigns on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. And he's one of the most generous people when it comes to giving you free crowdfunding advice. You can literally ask him any question you want on his website at crowdfundinghacks.com. In the entrepreneur space, Clay Aber is the man when it comes to crowdfunding. He is the expert when it comes to how to run a successful crowdfunding campaign, how to make sure that you are funded in your campaign. And on a personal note, Clay is a close friend of mine. I mentioned he's super generous, but he's also super smart. And today's lesson is one of our best lessons yet. You're going to love what he has to offer, so I'm going to let Clay take over and give you your lesson. Take it away, Clay! Hey, everyone. I'm Clay Aber from crowdfundinghacks.com. Thank you for joining me. Today,
1: I'm going to be teaching you about crowdfunding, specifically how to avoid the five biggest crowdfunding mistakes. For each one, I'll explain the big mistake, and then I'll tell you how to avoid it. Cool. Let's get down to business. Okay, the five biggest crowdfunding mistakes. Mistake number one is not knowing what type of crowdfunding you want to do or should do. You see, there are four types of crowdfunding and they're all very different. Let's look at each one. The first type of crowdfunding is rewards-based crowdfunding. In rewards-based crowdfunding, backers contribute typically small amounts of money in exchange for a reward. The reward is often, but not always, the item being produced, such as a watch, an album, or a film. Kickstarter and Indiegogo are the two most popular rewards-based crowdfunding platforms, but there are lots of others. The second type of crowdfunding is donation-based crowdfunding. In donation-based crowdfunding, donors generally donate small amounts, and there isn't always a reward beyond the gratitude of the project creator or beneficiary and possibly a tax deduction. Donation based crowdfunding is typically used to raise money for a nonprofit or a cause, like drilling a well or building a school in Africa, or for a personal campaign like an individual's treatment or medical bills. GoFundMe and CrowdRise are two popular donation based crowdfunding platforms. The third type of crowdfunding is equity crowdfunding. In equity crowdfunding, investors give larger amounts of money in exchange for a small piece of equity in the company itself. This is more common for technology startups and companies that may go on to raise institutional funding like venture capital. AngelList and CrowdFunder are two of the most popular equity crowdfunding platforms in the United States, but there are lots of others like Fundable, EarlyShares, and CircleUp in the US, and Crowdcube and Cedars in the UK and Europe. And finally, the fourth type of crowdfunding is debt crowdfunding. Debt crowdfunding is lesser known, but still very large. Unlike other forms of crowdfunding, it's not an exchange for reward or equity. The investors don't get a reward, and they don't get a piece of equity in the company, but instead they make a loan with the expectation to get paid back the principal plus interest. So it's like a loan from the bank, but instead of borrowing one larger amount of money from a bank, you borrow smaller amounts of money from multiple people. Prosper and Lending Club are two popular debt crowdfunding platforms. Now, for the rest of this lesson, we're going to focus on rewards based crowdfunding on platforms like Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Okay, crowdfunding mistake number two is not knowing whether your idea is a good fit for crowdfunding. To know whether your idea is a good fit for crowdfunding, there are three things to consider. First, ask yourself is it a creative project with a beginning and an end in which something new gets made and shared? I'm going to say that again a good crowdfunding project is a creative project with a beginning and an end in which something new gets made and shared. Second, familiarize yourself with the platform rules and guidelines to make sure your project is allowed on the platform. For example, Kickstarter doesn't currently allow any item claiming to cure, treat, or prevent an illness or condition, whether via a device, app, book, nutritional supplement, or other means. So learn what's allowed on each platform. And third, Browse and back. Choose the right category for your project and then research and back other campaigns both inside and outside your category. If you were thinking of making a documentary, you'd hopefully go watch some documentaries and learn about how they're made. It's the same with crowdfunding, yet I'm always amazed by how many people come to me that haven't even browsed the Kickstarter and Indiegogo categories and backed some projects in and outside their category. That's the best way to really understand and get a feel for what kind of projects are a good fit. Both Kickstarter and Indiegogo have categories that are pretty specific, and Kickstarter even has subcategories. Your project will likely fit cleanly into one of those, and if it doesn't, it may not be a good fit for crowdfunding. Okay, crowdfunding mistake number three is thinking that the crowd already exists. In fact, the crowd doesn't exist until you organize them. Because of how the press covers the huge crowdfunding projects, many creators think there's already a crowd of strangers waiting to help you reach your funding goal. Now, I have bad news. There's not. There's no secret crowd that gets together every Thursday night and decides which projects to fund. Crowdfunding is actually a lot of tiny microtransactions, and the crowd is often not assembled until you find and organize them, ideally well before you launch. Unless you've written a blog or a newsletter or have built some sort of permission to communicate with your tribe or subtribes ahead of time, the crowd isn't going to save you and fund your project. You need to find your subtribes and build permission to market to them before you launch. Here's a little secret crowdfunding campaigns get funded before they launch, not while they're live. Crowdfunding mistake number four is not understanding where backers come from. To avoid that mistake, you just need to learn where backers do come from. So let's look at that. Too many creators think the crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter or Indiegogo or another one, will bring them most of the traffic and backers. I see this all the time. People think that with no real marketing plan, somehow Kickstarter or Indiegogo will magically bring them a bunch of traffic and backers. Now, the platform will bring you some traffic, but to understand how and how much, you need to understand what I call the backer bullseye. I want you to visualize a bullseye. The first inside ring of the bullseye is your own people. And by your own people, I don't just mean friends and family. You need to determine who are the subtribes that care about your project and then figure out how to build permission to reach them. Successful campaigns build good pre launch permission with the right people, often via an email list, and typically bring the first 30 to 40% of traffic and backers themselves. Now let's move out to the next ring of the bullseye. If it's an interesting campaign and you make a great video and you construct it in a way that people want to share it, those first backers will share it and the second circle sharing will bring you the next 20 to 30% of traffic and backers. And then if you're 70 or 80% funded with enough time left, the platform will typically help you get the last 20 to 30%. That's the outer ring of the bullseye. Now, it doesn't always happen in that order. You'll get some from each ring throughout the campaign. But if you don't bring the first third or more of backers yourself, the platform won't save you. Just putting up a campaign on the platform isn't enough to get it funded. You need a solid marketing plan to kick it off and build early momentum. The bottom line is, if you have no idea who is going to back you or if you have no permission to market to those people, then crowdfunding isn't going to magically bring you a bunch of traffic and backers. Crowdfunding platforms like Kickstarter and Indiegogo can amplify an interesting project with good marketing but they're not going to fund your project just by posting it there. If you're starting with zero permission, the best way to build permission is to build a simple, well-designed, high-converting landing page before you launch. I explain exactly how to do that step-by-step on my site. If you Google ultimate crowdfunding landing page, it should come up number one, but we'll also link it up in the show notes. And lastly, crowdfunding mistake number five is not offering valuable enough rewards. To avoid that mistake, you just need to learn how to craft and offer valuable rewards and how to price them effectively. So let's dig in. Most crowdfunding creators price their rewards too high, what I call above MSRP. MSRP simply stands for Manufacturer's Suggested Retail Price. When you see a new author, say on Kickstarter, charge $15 or $20 for the digital version of their book, that's above MSRP. Anyone can get almost any book they want on Kindle for about $9.99. Amazon has trained us that MSRP for a digital book is $9.99. And I can even get Malcolm Gladwell's book for $12.99. So why would I pay $20 on Kickstarter for some unknown stranger's book? In rewards-based crowdfunding, you want to price your rewards below MSRP for one big reason – you need to account for fulfillment risk. When someone orders something from Amazon or Zappos, or if they just walk into a local store, there is essentially zero fulfillment risk. They'll get exactly what they paid for, either immediately or in the case of Zappos or Amazon with free one or two day shipping. There's no risk. Well, you're not Amazon or Zappos. In crowdfunding, there are lots of elements of fulfillment risk. The product may not be complete yet. It may not arrive anytime soon. It may not arrive by the promised fulfillment date. It may not arrive at all, or when it does arrive, it may not be what they had expected or hoped for. For taking on all that risk, your backers deserve a discount. So come up with something valuable that your ideal backers want, and then price your rewards below MSRP. Your backers are the people who are willing to pay you cash today for the promise of you and your team fulfilling your perks at some point in the future. They're not just backers, they're your first best customers. Okay, to recap, mistake number one is not knowing what type of crowdfunding you want to do or should do. So you learned all about the four types of crowdfunding, rewards-based, donation-based, equity, and debt. Mistake number two is not knowing whether your idea is a fit for crowdfunding. So you learned that a good crowdfunding project is a creative project with a beginning and an end in which something new gets made and shared. You also learned how to read the platform guidelines and browse and back other projects. Mistake number three is thinking that the crowd already exists, but you learned that the crowd doesn't exist until you organize them, and then you learn exactly how to do that. Mistake number four is not understanding where backers come from, so you learned where backers do come from using the backer bullseye. And finally, mistake number five is not offering valuable enough rewards, so you learned how to craft and offer valuable rewards and how to price them below MSRP because of fulfillment risk. All right, guys, this was Clay Abair from crowdfundinghacks.com. We only had time to really scratch the surface today. So if you want to learn more about crowdfunding, just text 100 MBA to 33444, text 100 MBA to 33444, or go to crowdfundinghacks.com slash 100 MBA for a free summary PDF of this lesson and three more free crowdfunding bonuses.
0: Thanks again for joining me today and happy crowdfunding. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by Squarespace. People come to me and say, I need to launch a website quick. I need to look professional and I need to be able to do it easily. My immediate answer is to use Squarespace. They make it super, super easy to look like a pro. Your site's going to look professionally designed regardless of your skill level and there's no coding required. It's intuitive. It's easy to use and you get a free domain when you sign up for a year. So it's all inclusive. Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. And you know you can trust Squarespace for your website needs when millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world trust them too. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. And Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support to make sure that you have help anytime you need it. Start a free trial today with no credit card required. Just go to squarespace.com. And when you do sign up, use offer code MBA and get 10% off your first purchase and it also shows your support for the show. We thank Squarespace for their support of the Hundred MBA show and we encourage you to check them out at squarespace.com and use offer code MBA. I love it. I love it. I love this lesson by Clay Baer. Great job, Clay. Thank you so much. I love the point he makes where he says that you have to get your crowd before you start the crowdfunding campaign. They actually get back to before you actually launch because you need to get you know, a good amount of people backing you or interested in what you're launching on your crowdfunding campaign before you actually put it out there. You know The platform, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, they will help you, but you need that first push. That first push has to come from you. I love when he said that. And he mentions that you have to start with a landing page or a website and you need to offer some great value to people so they can get interested in what you're trying to build. This is why I think having a blog or having a simple website can really get people thinking, can learn more about why you're doing this. You can start collecting some email addresses as well, some email subscribers, so you can let them know when your campaign is launched. In a lot of ways, starting a crowdfunding campaign is the beginning stages of starting a business. And I wouldn't recommend starting a business with no website. So thanks for that tip. And thanks for all the great tips you gave today, Clay. If you want to give Clay a shout out on Twitter and thank him for this great lesson, his handle on Twitter is at Clay Bear. That's C-L-A-Y-H-E-B-E-R-T. Guys, thank you so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love this show, show your love with an iTunes rating and review. By giving us an iTunes rating and review, you not only help us rank better and get more exposure to reach new business builders like you, but you also enter our weekly random draw to win a free ride, a free lifetime membership to The $100 MBA every Friday. We call it Free Ride Friday. Here's a great review from SleepDoc006. Worth your time. Five stars. Excellent episode with Matthew Kimberly as guest teacher. Lots to learn. Keep up the amazing quality. Thank you so much and thank you for giving Matthew a great shout out. Love that episode. We'll put it into today's show notes if you want to check it out, guys. And again, thank you all for listening and thank you all in advance for all your amazing ratings and reviews. All right, guys, I want to leave you with this. I really enjoyed today's lesson from Clay. And what I got out of it is a reminder that there is no shortcuts, there's no quick fixes. A crowdfunding campaign is not gonna just dump a whole bunch of money in your lap. There's a lot of work and planning involved in it. And if you do the work and planning, you'll be successful. Crowdfunding is just a tool, it can help you. Just like Clay said, it can amplify your campaign. But help is not actually doing the whole thing for you. You gotta promote, you gotta do the legwork, you gotta create that momentum firsthand. And if you're listening to the show, I know you're not afraid of hard work. So this is great news for you because you know if you put in the hard work, you can make it happen. All right, guys, I hope that helps. I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then, guys. Take care.